and welcome to another edition of the Business of Fun podcast. I'm your host, Dave Wakeman, and this is my opportunity to talk to people about entertainment, sports, arts, culture, attraction, and the challenges and opportunities created by marketing and selling experiences to others. My guest today is Michael Broughton. Michael is the co-founder and partner at Sports Investment Partners. He has one of the truly great LinkedIn feeds where he does a weekly video where he talks about some of the happenings and goings on in sports. And what I really wanted to have Michael on was to talk about sports and entertainment from the, the point of view of an investor. Because I think a lot of times it's very easy to not think about the return on investment in the right context. And as an investor, return on investment is sometimes the primary thing that people make decisions based on. So I thought it was a really great conversation, a chance to talk about the size of the business, um, what an investor is looking for, um, how to improve the return on investment, um, you know, how to bring in ideas from outside of the industry. Um, Gosh, we got to a whole lot of stuff. So I really hope you dig the conversation. Michael, welcome to the Business of Fun. Thanks for being here. Yeah, thank you for having me on. Oh. Uh, always a pleasure to have a chat. Yeah, no, I, I don't know how many of uh, members of my audience know you, but if they don't, they should look you up because um, you do some of these videos that are great. You, you you are one of two people that I know that use video on LinkedIn much, much better um, than anyone else. And so, you know, so I want, that's why I wanted to have you on here today. Um, yeah, well, one one day uh, I'll actually have a professional background to my videos. My wife keeps uh, telling me uh, I, I need to actually set it up properly. But uh, you know, it, it's the, the wonders of an iPad, iMovie, and a microphone. Right? You can do this wherever, whenever, and uh, I, I think more people should be doing it. Yeah, no, that's um, really you know I agree. I mean, it's the same thing with this podcast, right? It's the power of Skype, uh, eCam. GarageBand and a $30 headset. I mean, (laughs) and and a $10 Lisbon subscription. So, I mean, you know, know, it's no, um, the barrier for entry for this stuff is so much lower now. Um, But let me ask you something because like last, last year when we got together in London, we talked about investing in sports and and over this, you know, the past year, I know you've been involved in a lot of really interesting projects. Um, and I think one of the things that I want to do here on my podcast is I want to help people understand a little bit more about what goes on in the business of uh, marketing and selling and investing in events because it seems kind of cloudy, right? We hear big numbers thrown around for NFL teams being bought or NBA teams being bought and sold. Um, you know, and, we, and sometimes we don't necessarily understand what goes on in the business side of sports. So can you give everybody a little bit of a background on how you invest in sports and, you know, what the return on investment looks like from your point of view as an investor? Yeah. Um, I've been doing this for God, a long eight years and, and we took a view, which was we weren't interested in the franchises and those billion dollar deals. Um, not that I turned down the billion dollars, of course, but yeah, I, I think the model on this side of the Atlantic around teams is slightly harder to uh, adapt to because whilst all the media numbers are going up still, um, you know, 
because you have things like relegation in sports on the side of the Atlantic, that there is a much higher risk profile than, say, acquiring uh, the Cincinnati Bengals, um, which if you get the team playing right, it's only going to go up. And even if it's not playing right, if the media value goes up, your value goes up. Um, so we look for the businesses that make sport tech. Now, that can be anything from betting and gaming, which is something of interest to every American I know, um, down to you know, whether it's ticketing, um, access control systems, we were invested in a, a business that did temporary infrastructure. So we did three of the four golf majors. We put up the grandstands and hospitality suites. Um, and then you know, it could be Uber High Tech. We're involved in a company called Supernor that does uh, virtual LED backboards for perimeter. So um, you know, Barcelona Real Madrid games that are played away, the most recent FA game against Costa Rica. The inventory on the billboard around the venue is being sold multiple times, and we can do that in hockey, that is ice hockey. We could do it in motorsport, virtually anything you want to do. Um, so we, we look for effectively what everyone looks for. You know, where is there a good management team, a good commercial model, um, and then critically for us, where we add value. And, and between our five partners, we um, have quite a breadth. Uh, I won't go into that in detail, but you know, quite a breadth of experience. So, you know, we we want to sit on the board and help management. We don't want to be management. We want to help them open doors, understand how the rights world is changing, uh, what's happening to IP rights and sport and so on. Um, I think if I take a step back, more generally, you know, what you see in news, when we started in 2010, no one was doing this. And I mean no one. We We really looked. Um, fast forward eight years, and there's a whole bunch of people looking to invest in sport, uh, whether that be big funds that are now you know, sniffing around to specific funds. You know, you've got Sapphire Ventures uh, with, you know, what is it, 125 million funds. Um, you've obviously got TPG Virates, um, Evolution Media Capital, uh, you know, a whole host of, of different people looking at it. And the biggest challenge you have is sport in its own right is probably not big enough. Right? It's a big industry, but it's probably not big enough. So if the challenge is finding companies that have the viewpoint of this is probably our halo product or our platform can expand into lots of different verticals that are probably adjacent, whether that be music, entertainment, concerts, whatever it may be. Um, you know, how do we interact with fans? How do we interact with a large mass scale audience? Yes. And I think some of the entrepreneurs are, are getting there. So if I, if you think about performance, all of the performance businesses eight years ago looked only at top fights, right? So they would look at how they would help the LA Dodgers or the uh, Chelsea Football Club. Now, even those ones are going, actually, you know what we need because none of those guys want to pay us a lot of money. What's the return uh, on our time and energy and investment? We need a consumer product. Um, so you'll see more and more of them go down the, you know, this could be used in conjunction with your Fitbit to lower your insurance premiums. And now we have a consumer product. Um, so I, I think the, the challenge is very different to where it was eight years ago. There's a lot more money. Um, I think it's growing up, to be honest. 
Yeah, no. What you uh, rather said, a long-winded answer to your question. <laughs> that's okay. Um, this is why I, you know, I like to ask a question and to shut up and listen. Is is sort of the um, the idea? But what you brought up was a very interesting idea too. Is that I think a lot of times if you are involved in the business of sports, right? And you you and I both are involved not just in sport, but kind of all over the place. You think that it's huge, that or you feel like it's like such a big industry. But when you compare it to the rest of the other industries and different verticals that you can be involved in, it is very small. And I think that has had a tendency to skew the way that people approach the business. Now, and I could be wrong, but that, that, that is at well, least my my belief. I, I think you can get some businesses that are purely sport-focused that have real scale. I think the, the, the challenge that most investors will face, is they'll come in and then they'll realize that, most entrepreneurs have basically identified a problem and developed a point solution, right? They solve that specific problem. That means there's a lot of companies in the sports space, all relatively small, all looking to grow, but offering products rather than platforms, right? Now, they may be really exciting products, really fun and interesting, but if you're looking for a return to your, your investors, so if you've raised the fund, I mean, you've got to, you've got to get three times your return on it, right? Uh, that's the minimum goal these days. So you've got to be able to give back to those who provided the funds and say, look what we did. And if it's just in a product, that's hard to do, right? If it's in a platform, much easier to achieve. So, you know, um, a platform is probably going to need to embrace a much broader audience. So I think that's you know, sport is big. Um, if you want a platform, you probably need to use it as one element of it um, or, or try to find a bigger problem within it. Um, so, you know, Blue Star, I think, is interesting where they have bought a lot of products to build a platform. I, I can't even remember how many businesses they've now acquired in, in what was quite a frenzy. It must be like 24 companies um, or even more than that. But, you know, they wanted to own, or my, my view is that they wanted to own, you know, youth and registration support in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Um, so they had to buy a lot of individual products to build the database and the platform that actually makes that valuable so that they could sell it down the line, either to a really large business or um, float it. And when you put it to me like that, with the example of Blue Star, and then you talk about the platform, right? And that makes um, it something that, again, I don't necessarily always have all the data in front of me, but I do pay a lot. I try to pay a lot of attention. It means that they're probably the bigger, some of the bigger opportunities in the sports are going to be some of the endurance uh, things like marathons or like Tough Mudder or things like this where the platform's almost built inside because you have a a group of people that's not necessarily just wed to one specific sport. Like there's only going to be so many uh, Chelsea fans or there's only going to be so many Tottenham fans or fans of the Miami Dolphins or you know and the NFL and football can only solve so many problems. Um, but where you're talking about like a platform running and a marathon or five Ks or half marathons, those are lifetime fitness um, platforms that you can, you know, you're going to have, you can have a long-term relationship with. 
which you can use as you know when you're trying to return the your money to the investor, you can do that much more readily. Or, or am I misreading the situation? Um, I, I I think I would slant it slightly differently. So I think I would position that as actually fitness um, or nowadays more well-being and health um, would be one you look at. So, um, you know, I, I think there are lots of people who will spend a lot of money on a cycling ride, um, you know, their run, their 3K, their 5K, their, their you know, sprint triathlon, whatever it may be. Um, I think if if you want a really big play, you need to think slightly broader than that and say, okay, I think that's a, a, a wellness issue. Um, you know, I think where I'm a CrossFitter and where I think they have a really clever business model is it's almost not about the training, it's about the community. Um, and that brings people back. And I think you've seen... You, 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 it doesn't matter what pain you've been through in a CrossFit workout, and whether you're uh, a professional athlete to a rookie um, coming in just to you know, lose some weight. At the end of the workout, you're both lying on the floor dying, right? Um, which brings you all back. And to me, it's almost like it's handicapped, like golf is. Um, you know, go on a 5K run, okay, you're probably just racing yourself if you're not an elite athlete. Um, so you, I think that's a relative niche of people who are constantly pushing forward on that. Um, but I think if you were then looking at it and saying, okay, well, um, if I like fitness, what's a platform for fitness? Is it events? And if it is events, then is it travel to the events as well? Is it providing you, um, there's some budding products out there that are effectively doing a, an Airbnb for a particular sport. So, you know, book it. We'll arrange your, your home, your travel, and so on. Um, is it then also getting into the measurement data to show how you're performing? So you, what are the five or six things that if you put them together, genuinely offer an extended relationship with the consumer or client? Um, so I think, you know, to me, if I was looking at uh, math participation sports, I would probably look beyond buying up a series of events. All right. I, I, I might see that as core to it to bring people in the funnel. Mm-hmm. But beyond that, you know, once they've done the event, it's probably a year, six months before they come back. Um, and many of them don't want to do the same event every year. They want to do different ones. So, you know, um, how do you keep that going? Um, so that, that to me is, you know, events are products. Yeah. I, I would want to build a platform that engage with the consumer for a longer period of time. No, I mean, that, that makes sense. That's, um, it, tell, it tells me that I'm looking at it maybe even, uh, too simply. Like there, I could even, you know, take it like know, much Dave, bigger. Always keep it simple. <laughs> always keep it simple. I, I like simple. Um, you and me I, both. <laughs> So what you brought up that was really interesting to me and is something that as a dead horse that I beat to death is the idea of community. Um, and I know one of the things that is a bug for you is 
how organizations and how businesses keep up the consumer experience. I think recently you were mentioning how uh, it now makes a whole lot of sense that, and, and this is completely sarcastically, that nobody invested in 4G technology because no one would ever use it all. And you're sure that it's, that's the same thing that's going to happen to 5G. Um, I recently exchanged some emails with the um, Georgia who runs the Sydney Opera House. And she was telling me about how like, as fast as they can roll out a new experiential aspect, that it becomes just sort of passe and that people just expect it. Um, knowing that some of the challenges of building platforms and building uh, events and communities, um, you know, what are some of the ideas that you offer up to your clients and your partners as ways to continue to evolve the customer experience, knowing how demanding people are? So, so I think here, here, Here's how you really have to think about it. And, and going to your, keep it simple, it's got to be about the fan or the consumer. And actually, my big bugbear and is very rarely do any of the sports rights holders that I interact with on a regular basis genuinely put them first. So um, the one I've taken to using as an example nowadays is Amazon, right? Amazon will screw the supplier to make sure that the customer is happy. Right? So if you, if you get something in the mail from Amazon because you bought it from Amazon and it broke or something, you go, Look, it wasn't what I wanted. It's not working. They will just send it back. Right? Just, just give it back to us. It's fine. Um, don't worry about it. And you do. And guess what? They do it because they know that you've had a wonderful experience with them. Right, it wasn't what you wanted, but you got your money back. It was no hassle, whatever. Partly they do that because they know that you'll come back to them again and again and again because, well, it was easy, right? I, it got delivered to my home. It wasn't right. I sent it back from home, and then I got the next thing. Um, yes, the supplier suffers from that, but I think I've sat in enough presentations where you almost don't even hear the fan mentioned about, right? So how do you keep moving things forward? You need to flip your business and actually say, right, they are number one. Everything else comes below. Um, and you know, I sat in on a, a very interesting presentation recently at a, at a conference, and it was one of the best rights holders in the world. And uh, it was really interesting because there were eight points on this slide, and the first seven were about themselves. And the eighth was the fan comes first. And I, and I laughed because the eighth, the eighth point was the fan comes first. Go, well, that, that means they come eighth. Right? You've put yourself in front of the fan. No, none of the words on that slide needed to change. The order just needed to change. Right? If, that, if the fan bit had been number one, everything else is still relevant. But if the fan is your number one, Point. And it, you know, you, you might refer to them as consumer. It might be the customer, whatever it is. But you've got to decide, okay, mentally within our business, that is number one. You, you, your friend down at the Sydney Opera House, I agree. Once you make something available, they'll be excited for a month. After that, it's just expected. Well, that's just life, right? You don't, don't, don't complain about it. Embrace it and go, okay, we need to be constantly iterating, constantly evolving our product. We, you know, 
my 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 parents had an outhouse and no central heating um and you know, were paranoid about turning the lights on and off and things like this whereas my kids you know, what the hell is an outhouse you know, why would you go to a toilet that isn't built in your building right it, it, the very concept of that my kids wouldn't understand right they don't understand you know turning on and off the lights even though i try and drill it into them you know okay they're seven and four but it was drilled into me um you so you you just have to know that as you move forward the world catches up very quickly i think my point on you know, part of that is we live in a modern consumer world where there is an expectation in the western world at least of the ability to communicate 100% of the time to me, you know, the, the 4G question, it was fascinating reading this old business report because there are so many people, oh, you know, we're not going to put it in because 4G will come on, it will solve all our problems, we don't need to invest in Wi-Fi or anything. You're like, well, you're every highway you've ever been on, you know, the first first year that it's built, you know, those extra lanes, like, wow, this is really great. Of course, we fill it up. Everyone has a car and we fill it. And to me, you know, bandwidth will be used. If, once we have 5G phones, the 5G network will get clogged up because we'll do more. We just will. Um, I think the other flip of it is they're ignoring the data by allowing you know the AT&T or Vodafone, whoever it may be, to see all the data, but not the rights holder because they haven't put in the Wi-Fi or whatever it may be. They don't know how to engage with the fan. The fan is using the bandwidth available. It's just not coming through you. So how do you, how do you improve your product for them how do you learn about them if the person they're communicating to is the network provider, not the stadium provider, right? So, you know, I, I think there needs to be an understanding of not just big data, which is you know far too often used and thrown about, um, but yeah, you need to understand what's going on in order to now provide what it is the fan and consumer wants. Um, yeah, and I think from an investment perspective, West Coast investors get it more. East Coast investors are closer to the mark. I would say the Europeans are the most backward. Um, there's a couple coming forward, but um, you know, so I think investors have slightly failed in this front of, of explaining to entrepreneurs and, and the stakeholders in sport of what they look for, and I, I think. You could probably the same say the same about you know rights holders. You know, the U.S. is more advanced than Europe. I think Asia is very potentially going to go past both um, in their embracing of technology. Um, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, no, it's um, I, I you know, I, I the, what your answer probably could have come out of my mouth, right? As far as putting the customer first. And sitting in some of these presentations and being like, where is the fan? Where is the customer in this whole journey? Because you have these big rights fees because there's there's attention. And you only have that attention for so long if you don't pay attention if you don't pay attention to your customers. And you so you can't neglect them. And you know, and it just seems over and over again that that's it's easy to do because there's so many other data points that are coming in at you. And they, you know, and we want, if you don't have a customer, you don't have a business. It's well, and, 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 they, and I think people now understand it's competitive. 
Yes. You're, you know, Manchester City is not actually competing with Man United necessarily other than in Manchester. Right. What it is competing with is, you know, Star Wars trilogies. Right. You know, um, you know, music concerts, whatever it may be. You know, and that bandwidth, that leisure spent is finite um, to a certain extent. So, you know, you are competing for attention. And if you're not listening to them and, and understanding how they interact, then um, you'll get left behind. Now, we shouldn't ignore that a lot of good is happening. A lot of modernizing is happening. Um, but it, it, it's still probably behind where we should be. Yeah, no, I, I couldn't really agree more. I, and I think I, I would go one step further and say that it's not only that sport and entertainment or sport is competing against Star Wars or um, a concert or any of these things. It's that sport has also in some ways neglected the competitive advantage that it had as being a sole source of a specific kind of entertainment to allow itself to really be competing in this market where – you know, movies and concerts and all these things are viable options because it used to be, at least when I was a kid in the States, that if you wanted the baseball game, then like baseball had its own point in your mind. It, you know, it was like the marketing term. You own that word. But now it's like baseball or football or basketball. They all just get lumped in with entertainment, which to me is a failure of marketing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and let's face it, people like Fortnite have grabbed that. Yeah. Um, it, it, you know, when I go into the playground with my kids, it's amazing. Literally, every child I hear is talking about Fortnite. I'm like, this is phenomenal. <laughs> um, and you know, and the great thing is, the guys who built it, Battle Royale, know, know they they're already working on the next one. Right? You know, that that will last for so long, and then it will go off into its tail, and then you launch the next product. Um, so, very much like your your friend at your know, Sydney Opera House, you know. That will evolve and people will move on and go, well, I've conquered that. Now I need to do something else. What's the, what's the fresh challenge? That's right. And I think that's an, uh, a mindset that a lot of people need to take always. I mean, I think that, that you know, we were talking offline a little bit before about um, how do we know we're, we're doing pretty good work or like we're going to be successful. It's like the number of things we have our hands in. And I think some a lot of times it's people don't take that same mindset um, that they're juggling different products or ideas and that they're always need to have, you know, one or two or three things bubbling up because what's working today is not going to be what's working tomorrow. Yeah. I, I mean, I think one thing I am, I do worry about is there are so many entrepreneurs tackling sports, which is brilliant. And, and I hope the number continues to go up. Um, if you are a Man United or a Yankees, it is very hard to keep track of all the new things that are coming out and have the bandwidth internally to figure it out and plot a path forward. So, I, you know, um, whilst I often bash them, um, you know, th there is a bandwidth issue that they have and there are only so many things that they can juggle um, and commit to time, capital, less capital, but, you know, time, energy and integration um, two. Um, so I think, you know, again, us, us investors need to, to do a lot of that for them and, and help filter out the wheat from the chaff. Mm -hmm. Um, but it, it's, there are so many ideas. Um, 
that again, that's what always brings me back to you, is the idea of a product or is it going to be a platform? And if it's a platform, I can get excited. And what else can I add to it? It's, it reminds me, when you talk about platform, it reminds me of improv, right? And so the answer whenever somebody throws the scenario at you is yes and. And how do you always can add? And I think that's um, a really great mindset for people to keep in um, you know, keep in mind as they, as they think about, well, how can we bring more people to our venues, to our games, to our concerts and our events? Because it's not like the co- consumer is going to get any less demanding going forward. They're only likely to become no. more and more demanding. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and so it's, oh, yeah, we know, yeah, it's fascinating. I, I mean, I, I sat next to, uh, you're a Tottenham fan. I'm a Chelsea fan. I, I sat next to a lady who was, one of the leaders of the Chelsea pitch owners, um, which, which only actual grass at Chelsea Football Club player. And this was a couple of years ago. And she was vehemently uh, angry at the fact that you know, Roman Abramovich was thinking about moving the club. Um, and she's like, you know, I, I don't trust him. And you're like, the guy has invested more than a billion pounds. At, at what point do you decide to invest, you know, mentally invest that this guy is legit? in terms of his love of the club, you know, a billion pounds. Oh, it's all about the real estate. Well, is it? I mean, you know, technically he knows he doesn't own the real estate. So hard for him to be you know, that bullish on it. Uh, I'd imagine if I sat down to next for now, she'd be pissed at him because he wasn't investing the billion pounds in the new stadium. Um, when there's virtually no guarantee he can be in the country um, or that there would be a return on his investment. Um, you know, the, the, the fan, the consumer of sport, the consumer of technology, you know, we're always moving forward. You know, most people are pretty pissed. You know, the iPhone 8 really isn't the move from the iPhone 7. Um, will I spend a thousand bucks for an you know, iPhone 10? Eh. Um, you know, we're sat there looking at this marvel in our hands going, eh, it's okay. You know. <laughs> that's a, that's exactly right. I have a friend that busts my chops because every year I'll just upgrade my iPhone. And I go, well, the thing is, is like, you, I think you forget that. Remember the the clunky Blackberry that everybody had to wear on their hip pocket. I was like, this is a, a it's a marvel. And I can pretty much, I mean, now with like the X, I can pretty much run a business off of this. Whereas before I could just run it off of an iPad because I mean, there's so much functionality in it. Yeah. And it's it's just a great. I think it was that that great um, was it that great movie of Glenn Gary and Ross of um, always be closing at the ABC of sales. That's right. Um, I, I think it, 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 you know, in this game it should always be chasing, and the chasing is you know what's next, um, where are we going, um, where is where is the sport of business um, heading. Um, so yeah, I'd get a little tweak on the ABCs. Yeah, no, I, I, I think that's a, um, a a good idea, too. Like, what, what can we always be chasing? Because that, key, that gives us the chance to always be moving forward. And it reminds me of the Peter Drucker quote of, you have to always be looking at the future that's already happened. And so a lot of what you, you discussed with me today has been about, you know, these are things that are already influencing other parts of the business or other parts of our life. So it's not like we're going to hold them back just because we're, you know, sports is small or entertainment is small or whatever. It's embracing what's already there 
and then figuring out how you can use that to increase the likelihood that your consumer is going to take part in your platform or your event or your your opportunity and make it a, a valuable investment for your you know your partners yeah and i think you know, one of the very first things i ever wrote on my blog before i moved to video was um how many people from the british sports industry go to ces right um because if if your mass audience is unlikely to ever get to your venue to experience an event. You're effectively a consumer business. But if you're not going to CES and not looking at and exploring how we will engage with the consumer in the future, generally, right? Not, not specifically sports, but just generically. How is the consumer going to engage with content, uh, events, and so on? Then how do you adapt your business model to the coming wins, right? Um, so I think, and, and we, are get, we are getting better at that. I, more and more people are now flying over and going to it, and I think have woken up to that. Um, we don't need to reinvent the wheel. You know, we've seen what happened before. We've seen it. You know, I was, uh, um, what was that download system? Uh, Napster. I was using Napster in you know, the late 90s, early 90s. Uh, we've seen how this kind of disruption and, and need to move forward happens. Um, this wheel has been written before. Um, you know, and it is a wheel. It keeps going around, whether it ends up being a virtuous circle or, you know, unfortunately the, the wheel of doom, um, <laughs> you know, is up to us. Yeah. Creative destruction. Now, before I let you go, where can I, the best way for people to find you? Um, from your point of view, where can people find you? From my point of view, um, you know, find me on LinkedIn. Um, from there, you can find our company. But you know, Sports Investment Partners has a website, uh, sportsip.co.uk. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm most prolific on LinkedIn. Uh, if you want to get into my mind, uh, I post about weekly a video um, on the, my latest bugbear in the industry. Uh, and, and occasionally... Uh, I, I praise uh, this week the Jockey Club in Liverpool for investing in 4G and Wi-Fi. Um, so you know, there are good news stories as well. Um, but uh, it's easy to talk about the, the negatives at times. But uh, yeah, LinkedIn is the best, and then our company website, and you can see what we've been up to. Yeah, no, and I, and I think it's. Um, I, I really want to thank you for spending so much time with me this morning. Um, I hope that this really was helpful to people because I know anytime I get a chance to talk to you, I learn a lot. So thank you for being here. Thank you, Dave, very much. Thanks again for listening to the Business of Fun. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Michael Broughton. As always, you can find me on my website. That's www.davewakeman.com. I welcome your emails. Send them to me at Dave at DaveWakeman.com. I'd love it if you followed me on Twitter or hooked up with me on LinkedIn. On Twitter, I'm at David Wakeman. There's some damn Dave Wakeman who hasn't tweeted since 2014 and has my username and I want it back. And always, if you like the podcast, if you find yourself listening and you dig what we're doing, please subscribe. Leave a rating. All of this stuff helps people to find us. And I appreciate you being here. I'll see you next time.